0: Hi friends, my name is Jodi Swee and I'm a life and relationship coach living in Los Angeles, California with my family as we seek to discover the joy in the journey. I have been studying the Bible for over 20 years and I love it. Now I'm sharing it with you in the hopes that you discover that you do too. Let's take a few deep breaths here and welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus says in John 6:63, 6, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives life. Breathe deeply for at least three counts in and three counts out. And remember that the Holy Spirit is the one doing the heavy lifting in our hearts as we ponder the truths we discover in the Bible. We can relax and create space for her to go to work. Take a few more deep breaths here as I pray for us. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in our hearts and lives. Please show us what you have for us today as we look at some juicy bits in 2 Peter. So I talk a lot about how much I love the Bible. It's just the best. It's so deep and mysterious at times, and at others, it's amazingly comprehensive. This week, we're going to look at the latter, and we're starting in 2 Peter 1-3 from the Passion Translation. It says, Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by His divine power. Did you catch that? Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited in us by His divine power. I don't know about you all, but I spend a lot of time asking the Lord to give me wisdom or clarity or patience or whatever. But this says that for those who have surrendered their lives to the Lord, everything we could ever need has already been deposited in us. That's bonkers to me. And yet... It's true, this is a newish revelation for me and I'm still processing, but here's what I understand. And if you've ever done coaching with me, you've probably heard me talk about this. We are made up of three parts, body slash flesh, soul, and spirit. I think of it like a circle within a circle within a circle. I'll put a link to a visual aid I made in the show notes so you can go take a look at it if you want. See, the outermost circle is our body slash our flesh. It is where we perceive the world through the five senses. It is what we see, hear, touch, taste, and smell. The middle circle is our soul, and that is where our personality and emotions come from. And then the innermost circle is our spirit. It is where the presence of God resides when you have received the gift of Jesus and surrendered your life to him. It is the actual presence of God, y'all, in you, core of who you are. Most of us live outside We allow our external circumstances to inform our emotions and personality, our soul. But God is inviting us to flip that script and live inside out and let his spirit within us inform who we are aka our soul, which then informs how we live in our bodies. It's why this podcast and my business is called Live Idle Wild. It's the idea that instead of trying so hard to make things happen on the outside, we must allow ourselves to grow idle and allow God to grow something wild within us. Isn't that concept just so freaking beautiful and kind of revolutionary? Let's take a few beats here and check in. How are you living right now? Are you allowing your external circumstances to inform who you are? Or are you allowing God's spirit within you at your core to do that? If you're like most of us who are struggling with the outside in approach, talk to the Lord about it. Ask for forgiveness for being so human and ask him to help you flip it. We are invited to live spirit out because as 2 Peter 1.3 tells us, God has already deposited everything we need for life and godliness within us through his spirit. Need more clarity? How about patience? More self-control? Through God's divine power, it's already in you. Hold that truth close for a second and let it reverberate through you. Everything you need for life and godliness is already within because of God's spirit. The deposit has already been made and you get to utilize it. But now the question is, how do I access it? Am I right? I don't know about you, but trying to access God's spirit and the fruit that it bears feels a little like having a big old chocolate cake in an unbreakable glass box that you don't know how to get at. But only if you love chocolate cake like I do. If not, insert your own, I'd break that glass if I could thing here. Sometimes it feels like it's right there, but we don't know how to get at it. But don't you worry, because the Bible addresses that. Remember when I said that this week's study was one of the times when the Bible was comprehensive? Yeah, thank you, Jesus. We just had to follow the trail a little bit further in Second Peter. After Second Peter talks about how we already have everything we need for life within us because of God's Spirit, verses 5-7 through 7 tell us that we should, quote, "...devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness, and to goodness add understanding." And to understanding, add the strength of self-control. And to self-control, add patient endurance. And to patient endurance, add godliness. And to godliness, add mercy towards your brothers and sisters. And to mercy toward others, add unending love. Verse 8 goes on to say that, Since these virtues are already planted deep, and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. Second Peter calls this movement from faith to unending love, faith's ladder of virtue, and that each of these virtues, goodness, strength to self-control, understanding, patient endurance, godliness, mercy, all the things we need to live, are already planted deep within us and is in abundant supply. Oh, great, Jody, but how do we access it? Well, hang on, I'm getting there. So, step one, we must believe that these words are true and that everything we need to live our lives is within us through God's divine power. If you're still struggling to access it, even though you focus on that belief, don't worry. Second Peter answers that question in the next couple of verses. If anyone lacks these things, they are blind constantly closing their eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting their innocence. There you go. The reason you might be struggling to access the deposited gifts that the Lord has planted deep within you is because you're blind. No big deal. We can deal with that. Well, okay, we've got a whole lot of nothing to offer here, but Jesus came to be the hope for the poor freedom for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind. Psalm 146 says that the Lord opens the eyes of the blind and fully restores those that are bent over with shame. If you're struggling to access the gifts of life that have been deposited in you, even if you believe it's true, then ask Jesus to heal your blindness. Whatever it is that is preventing you from seeing, ask him to open your eyes that you may see and use all that he has given you to face this world with godliness. Spend some time here talking to Jesus about all of this. Are you struggling to believe that everything you need to make it through this life is already deposited in you by the divine power of the Lord? Or is blindness keeping you from seeing it? Talk it out with the Lord here and give Him some space to respond. If you need more time here, please take it. Pause and come back later, or don't. For those of you who are ready to wrap it up, let's recap. Everything you need to face this world with all of its hardship, all of its questions, all the things, everything that you need has already been deposited in you by God. You just get to access it. And if you're struggling to access it, it might be because you're blind and that you need to ask Jesus to give you eyes to see. Either way, this is wonderfully good news that we all need. I don't know about you, but it makes me feel grounded and safe. And more confident. We don't need to wait for God to give it to us. When you have surrendered your life to Jesus, God deposited everything you will need today and tomorrow so that you may live your life with godliness. Thank you, Jesus. But if you are struggling with being blind, I'm gonna end here with this sweet exchange between Jesus and a man named Bartimaeus from Mark ten forty six through 52. When Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Holy Spirit, help us see and access the deposit that the Lord has made within us. And if there's something that is causing us to be blind, we ask that you would give us sight. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Live Idlewild with Jody Swee. I love you guys and I hope this serves you well. If you're loving this stuff and want someone to process with, don't hesitate to reach out. That's a huge part of what I do as a life coach and you can try a session for free. Just head on over to my website, jodyswee.com and schedule it today. Until next time, may the love of Jesus grow wild within you until it overflows to others.